Hello and welcome to Off The Record. We are listening to the 100 greatest albums of all time and this week the album is Take Care by Drake, released in 2011. My name's Tom and with me as always is the man who represents the hip-hop half of this team. It's John. Hey man. Hi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did it too early. I was gearing up, man. John's been practicing saying hi for the first five minutes of this recording. I thought. Hi. Oh, fuck. Tom. Um, I think that sounded good. We've done six episodes of this, man. You can t- you can use either one of those takes. That's fine. I'll probably just leave all in. I think people's standards have dropped low enough now that we can just yeah stuff like that in. Yeah, true. Hi. How you doing, Tom? Pretty good. Pretty good. We're recording this in the week between Christmas and New Year's, so I don't really know where I am or what day of the week is. This is 2021, as far as the listener's concerned. True. So how's your how's your New Year been so far? <laughs> Uh, it's good because I'm talking to you. Oh, that's nice, dude. That's nice. Um, Was that intro racist, by the way? I'm just rereading it back to myself. Why talk us through that? I meant that you like hip hop, not. <laughs> Let's keep it in. Keep the <laughs> intro. Let's let our, our audience decide on whether that's racist or not. Um, I'm gonna go with yes, just to make you sweat a little bit. Just add to the white guilt that's gonna come from the album we're about to talk about. Yeah, I I was thinking about you listening to this album, and I and I yeah. wondered, I wondered what that's like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> confusing. You wait till we get to a prog rock album. Yeah, well, is that going to happen? Is prog rock, um, <laughs> rock Rolling Stone approved? I don't think so. I mean, seeing the way this this list is going, it could be anything. There's probably some new met, new metal albums or something. Oh, that'd be quite cool. No, it wouldn't. You're ignorant. And that's why <laughs> I was worried about this album and you. Um, I like Drake, uh, personally. He's he's quite varied as an artist, you know, and I like that about him. He plays around with two genres. Wow, he's a fully two-dimensional character. Yeah, genre number one is him being a rapper. He's he's a bragging rapper. And other times he's singing R&B and he's quite a sad fellow. And I like those two sides of the coin. I like the latter. Yeah, same. That's what got me into Drake, uh, listening to his R&B style stuff. And I even got a little playlist on my Spotify that is, is all of like good Drake songs to like drive at nighttime to. And I feel like he's really got that genre down, nighttime driving, especially in his later albums. This is a his sophomore album, Tom, where I think he was still finding himself. He was still sort of, um, he was still sort of sounding a lot like uh, Lil Wayne. Or Wheezy, as I'm going to call him from now on, just so you know. And I think he's moved away from that sound uh, ever since this album. But you can really hear the Wayne Wheezy influences. Features on the album as well, doesn't he? He features on the album, exactly. He's he's the one that sort of brought him... He's, he's, he, he belongs to Young Money Cash Money Records. Um, and they, yeah, they get some shout-outs on this album a few times. Um, but yeah, so... I don't know how popular Drake is. Obviously, he is insanely popular. Uh, massively, yeah. But like people that I hang out with, I don't like know a lot of people that actually like him. Like I can't talk to any of my friends about Drake. I don't know if that, <laughs> that's something about the the company I keep. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. that's maybe yeah. Is that because you live in middle class suburbia? Yeah, and I've got like main, mainly white friends. Could be, but that's not to say white people can't like rap music, Tom. Unlike your intro implied. That's not what I meant it to imply yeah but i was pointing out the statement of fact that you like hip-hop. <laughs> uh, 
your friend of mine, Craig Tilly's a big hip hop fan. Yeah, he likes a lot of different music and a big and a big fan of the podcast. So I think he'll be looking out for this episode. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to. Do. I know you you didn't want to do a track by track like we usually do, but I have got track by track notes. Uh, not nothing substantial, but just my thoughts. Yeah, the the reason for that, listener, is nothing against Drizzy. It's the fact it's four hours long, and there's about twenty songs on the album. <clears throat> I know you don't want to listen to us talk about every single one, and quite frankly, I don't want to talk about every single one. Yeah, it's too long, John. It's quite a long album, and, and that's unacceptably long. That's something that you see a lot in um, what you might call hippity hoppity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hip-hop hooray. laughs> where, um, uh, yeah, it's a feature he, length yeah. film. It is, yeah. But I mean, you know, this is his second album. You know, so you see a lot of features on there, which I think it's common in rap, but it's also common in up-and-coming artists uh, i feel like they features are a good way of getting noticed so that's boost their profile yeah so you do a feature obviously he's got a feature here with rihanna and he, he and rihanna had done features before this and this song take care is considered uh, a song in like a series of songs about a relationship between rihanna's character and drake's character so that's that's a bit of fun we'll have a bit of fun with that that's a lot of other uh, big name features as well weekend kendrick lamar yeah Nicki minaj Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Andre 3000. Kendrick was coming up in this period. Oh, okay. hadn't hadn't quite released his second album, or his uh, yeah, his second album, Good Kid, Mad City, um, which is an excellent album for those that wanna wanna hear it. Uh, and it's sort of a concept album, and it takes you. It's it's almost like listening to a uh, movie, and I really really uh, absorbed that album when I used to get the bus from Cardiff to. Uh, Brighton, because uh, it gives you, you know, five hours to sit and think about life. And you listen to this album, and it, it is so amazing. Uh, that's Good Kid, Mad City. Check it out. John used to go to university in Wales. He doesn't, like, just take bus rides from random cities. Yeah, I just don't get, I don't just get the bus. But yeah, so that was, so that's an, that was, that was doing a favour to, to Kendrick, I think, in Buried Alive. But then, yeah, you got Rick Ross, who's massive, Andre 3000 and, and, and Wheezy. you got Nicki Minaj. The weekend, I think, was still pretty low key at that point as well. So Drake not only gave a step up to some artists, uh, gave gave him a little pedestal, but he also was standing on other people's shoulders, most notably Wheezy, who I think if you listen to this album, you'll really see that come through. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Drake does stuff with his voice when he was when he's doing the rapping side of his music. His voice sounds a lot like Wheezy in a way that I'm not I'm not a massive Wheezy fan. I'll be honest with you, um, but I found his rapping voice quite unpleasant yeah yeah i think i think he gets better as time goes on his yeah it's slightly more singing at bits i preferred all right all i can all i can really say is it's not for me because I, I i can't dig out an entire genre of music just because i don't really like it but that's right you know we all like different things yeah that is all right i mean you know and we'll get into the songs you did like i suppose okay that's yeah that's good should we go straight into it song by song wonderful well, song by song of the selection we've got. Uh, the first song is called Over My Dead Body. Yep. Discuss. Yeah. I like. I think this is a really good opener track. He's got some pretty good lines in this track. Um, and it sets the stage for the hazy late night vibe that I like of Drake. And he gets more into that kind of sound as he goes on, especially in his album Views. But I think this is a really good um, intro track. Um what do you think? I do like the backing track. Yeah. And the uh, backing singers. I quite happily listen to that. I think I said that at one of my songs. I think the production 
in this album and most of Drake's music um, is is excellent. Whether or not you would like his singing or his rapping, the production quality is is superb. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, but yeah, I think the thing that divides people from listening to it is is the rap, you know, and, and the and the content of the rap. I'm thinking about my mum. You know, she'd think it's a bit crass at times for sure. And you know, that's that's the way it goes. And I think that, you know, that's just. That's just what it is, isn't it? There are times where it's pretty sexually aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's good to have stuff like wet ass pussy in the charts because, you know, it's time it's time we hear a woman's sexually aggressive perspective because, you know, we always hear about dudes' dicks and butts and stuff. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> let me hear about some waps. And I'm glad to be able to do that now in 2020. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was a really good opening track. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so the next song we want to talk about is uh, called "Crew Love" featuring The Weekend. Yeah. I really didn't like this one. Yeah. No, I don't really like. I don't. Again, I don't like the intro to it so yeah, much. Yeah, the intro is very intrusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Um, and the chorus is atrocious. He just sings, "What well, they love the crew." They're loving the crew. Yeah. They're loving the crew. He sings it eight times. Yeah, I think the weekend like he's a good singer and stuff. Kind of rips off Michael Jackson in a lot of ways, but he's a good singer. But he does too much, maybe. What does that mean? Like he's just doing too much with his vocals. Oh, I see. But I do like Drake's verse in it. Uh, his uh, yeah, his when Drake comes in uh, again, talking about how he's become very. The whole album is basically him saying like, "I am now popular. I'm like I'm successful rapper," and he's just hyped on it. And I and I I completely get that. I'd be hyped as well. So. I'm not going to diss him for always talking about how good he is because someone's got to, right? You got if someone's got to, if you can't compliment yourself, who who can? Am I right? That's a good point. Is that where you compliment yourself at every opportunity? I just like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I deserve some. Uh, some <laughs> I we went for a walk the other day, and you told me how good you were at going for walks, <laughs> which is an unbelievable thing to compliment yourself. No, nah, I I don't think it was as simple as that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm well good at walking. <laughs> I stepped over a puddle. I was like, oh, I'm so good at avoiding that. <laughs> I was good at that. I was good at hopping fences too. You always been like a fucking nerd. Like, oh, let me go over the designated over bit. Steps are there for a reason, John. And there was me jumping fences. Like it's a mad, health and man. safety nightmare. I loved it. I went over a barbed wire a few times. He did, actually. Nearly got my, my schlong caught <laughs> on it. Um, so this is a, this is a song. O-V-O-X-O. Do you know what those things mean? Uh, I do, thanks to our mutual friend Genius. Uh, O-V-O is an abbreviation yeah. of October's very own, oh, which wow. is Drake's label name. Yes. And then XO is the name of the weekend's label. And his crew. Oh, and that's what his crew's called. Yeah. Um, I don't know what XO... I assume it sounds for executive officer like it does on submarines. You know what? I don't actually know either, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's just cool. Like a cool thing, XO. Kiss hug. You know, I put it at the end of text sometimes. It's a nice name for a crew. Kiss hug. Yeah. Weekend's a sensitive guy, dude. Listen to his voice, you know. Yeah, well, he drives electric. Does he? I love that. You're not, have you not seen the adverts? No. I don't really, um, I don't want to be that guy, but I don't really watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that guy? That's like everyone. I don't want to be like Mr. Cool Guy. No one watches TV. Yeah. Well, then how are we going to see unless the answer? Unless there's sport on. Right, well, the soccer you've been watching. I do love soccer. Who do you support, John? I support the the birds, Bryson oh. 
FC, Brighton and Hove FC Football Club. Brighton and Hove Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I'm a firm believer in supporting your home team, so I'm not supporting some Why you made up team. Well, because they're shit. Made up team? Yeah. All not teams are made t- up. No, but I mean like one that's just like some far away somewhere. Like I'm not going to support Brumley because like why would I? Yeah, I've got no, I've got no, yeah, Brumley. <laughs> I've got no affiliation with Brumley, so why would okay. I? I'm not asking you to support Brumley. It, um, well, good because I don't want to. Yeah, it's good. And you went to Seabright in that time, didn't you? I, I like the birds. I do. Yeah, I like the birds. The yeah. seabirds. The seabird. The gulls. I call them. John went to one football match and was in like three fights. It was great, man. It was everything I wanted from a from a football match. Brian's um, normally a pretty chilled out venue as well. I'd I'd have never seen a fight. And you I went to it. one game. I think it was my energy. People were prouder. <laughs> you know. started pushing people in the back and blaming it on other people. <laughs> yeah, totally knock people's hats off and be like, what? <laughs> um, no, it was really fun. I, I would recommend going to a football match. Uh, the match itself is pretty cold and I didn't really know what was going on because like, there, no te- there was no man to tell me what was happening. And I, yeah, there's no commentary in the stadium. No commentary. It? I would improve on that. And I had an idea, which turns out it it's already a thing where like you could you know like in a museum you could get like a little radio pocket radio thing you could if they gave that out for maybe five pounds to rent that'd be quite cool but well, then again other sports tilly other said time. something very smart where you could okay. just put radio six on or whatever channel it is yeah, the sport radio five. radio five and that 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 is the same difference there so that's where they do it um you can you can hire uh headphones at uh sneaker and golf and tennis and that kind of thing and they'll commentate for you. I can't imagine watching Snooker live. Oh, mate. I think, I think I'd rather die. Oh, really? You think it would be good? Yeah. If it was if it was Ronnie, I'd go and watch Snooker. Who? Ronnie O'Sullivan, The Rocket. <laughs> Ronnie The Rocket. Ronnie The Rocket. Oh, yeah. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The greatest Snooker player ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Do you want to hit a 147 in five minutes? 187 is um, <laughs> one four seven. a murder in oh, police talk, yeah. Yeah. Was one four seven? Is that know. putting balls in the correct order to hit the maximum points? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I like it in movies where they go red ball, left hole, and then they do it, and it's like cool. <laughs> Don't see they say hole, do they? They say pocket. Pocket. Yeah. Do you remember that one time you beat me at pool? It was actually legitimate as well. I don't remember, no. Oh, well, I remember it because it keeps me awake every night. Because I just beat so many people. It's just, it's just sort of like it's another day. You know what I mean? I beat you. Thank you next, basically, isn't it? I beat a hustler once. Who? A hustler. He was trying to hustle you? Yeah, he was acting like really drunk. And yeah. was, so he was pretending to be really drunk. So, oh, okay, I'll give you a game. Okay, I'll put. And I wasn't prepared to play for any money because I'm not stupid. And, uh, and he was like, we'll just put a drink on it. And uh, apparently I was stupid enough to take that up, take up that offer. And then, uh, and then as soon as he started, he wasn't drunk anymore and just started just hitting like perfect shots. And then I beat him. And he had to nice. Walk <laughs> oh, imagine walked, that. Walked, walked, left, left with his tail firmly between his legs. Dude, you showed him, and I bet you got some serious pum that night. <laughs> the From uni my two bar. housemates <laughs> <laughs> and all the people that we didn't talk to because we were too scared to talk to strangers. <laughs> there, there were there were eyewitnesses who can back me up. Anyway, we've gone on a massive tangent. Uh, the next song is uh, "Take Care." Touch the track feature. Featuring Rihanna. Without looking at Genius, who's the producer? Can you tell? Is it the, not the same guy who does all the others? Well, it is as well, but it's another producer. So it's a guy that I will know. I don't know, really, actually. I don't know if you know him, but I, I, it'd be a fun I little I saw game, a lot of them it? were produced by a guy called 40. 
Yeah, that's his collaborator, his frequent collaber. Yeah. Um, Is that the guy he, he's one? really dope. He's in it. Yeah, he's he's co-produced it, but there's a, a a guest producer that has a signature style that you can really tell. Um, but you, uh, if you don't know his music, maybe you can't tell. So there, there you go. Go on, put me out of my misery. Jamie XX from the XX fame. Okay. Yeah, no, I never would have got that, but I, I have heard of him. Yeah. he You can tell with his... Um, he does like to use vocal samples a lot, I've I've noticed. And like, because he did that one cool song um, on hold with the XX, which sampled Hall of Notes. And nice. it's a really, really sick sample that he completely like changed. He flipped it completely, man. Like it was like every time I uh, every time I play to someone, I like to tell people like, "Yo, do you know this sample?" Like my mum and dad. My my dad doesn't even like Hollow Notes, which is first of all kind of whack. We're not we're not gonna get into that. Um, no one can tell, but he chopped it up in such a way that is well dope and it fits the song. And anyway, you can hear that in this in this song. Uh, in the interlude th- where it says where he's like sounds weird what i thought rihanna was slightly shortchanged on what she got to do with her but her bit's really bland yeah she doesn't get to uh open up the pipes yeah she didn't she's a great singer and she's not she's normally got she's got a few fun songs that i wouldn't turn the radio off if they came on but yeah, uh, she's yeah good. this she... bit her bit on this song was just a bit lackluster yeah. but you know it's like yeah it these songs are a part of some sort of i don't know what you'd call it narrative I guess so, yeah. It's apparently a sequel, in effect, a sequel to What's My Name, where Drake, that was before Drake was like popular as well. He did a feature on her song, and he's got a great line on it. The square root of 69 is eight something, right? Because I've been trying to work it out. Okay. I assume there's a double meaning in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, 69, obviously, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Oh! <laughs> 69, obviously you're munching out, right? Eight <laughs> something. Eight something. So not number, it's instead of the past tense of eat. Yeah, and I'm with you. The square root of 69 is eight something. That's quite good, dude. Quite That's right. quite good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, never... when you said a minute ago, there's this great lyric and then you told me it, you didn't actually get it at the I time. Just thought, I used to think it was great because it was just like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I like how he's just chatting bare shit, and and it's still quite his love for numbers and maths. That's what got me. I thought you'd like it because you're a fucking math nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, this isn't one of my favourite songs. Going back to "Take Care" featuring Rihanna, but I, you know, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, the piano chord progression gets pretty stale very quickly. Yeah, there are a few songs in here where that can be the case. It can get a bit stale, especially towards the like the the later end of the album. I actually enjoyed the later end of the album. Oh yeah, there are some songs in there. Actually, you're right. Actually, that's true. But there's one song. I think it's just the one song with Nicki Minaj that I didn't like so much. But we'll get to that. But yeah, it's not my favorite song, but it's pretty decent. Fair enough. Um, so next up, next one is Marvin Dream, which. Uh, what from what I read before listening to the album was sort of hyped up as like the uh, the best song on the album. It's definitely one that's been memed a lot. Oh really? In in that yeah, like if you're feeling sad, Marvin's room <laughs> like plays in the background. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty aggressive from from Aubrey, which is his real name by the way. If anyone yeah. doesn't know, yeah, I think you should have stuck with it. But anyway, Audrey Drake Graham. Yeah, but he I think he's singing it in a, a fairly ashamed way. Yeah, 
because he's he's talking about feeling lonely and drunk and calling an ex who's already got a new bloke but he tells how shit the new guy is to come running back to him yeah he's trying to he's just saying that the guy is like a little bitch only yeah. because he knows that that's not the case but that's the only thing he can think of to make himself feel better about her having a new guy you know yeah i do like how open he is and he just wears his heart in his sleeve it's just that in most of the other songs his openness is about how great his life is and how good he is and yeah how rich he is where this one he shows a lot more weakness it's more personal so i yeah. prefer this one yeah this one's good this one's a really good track and i think drake does excel when he's when he's not being a braggy rapper talking about how cool he is and like there's some songs in the mixtape he did with future um if you're reading this it's too late it's the name of the mixtape and um it makes it as if like he's like a hustling gangster you know like he's like he's tupac or something it's like you're not Drake. he used to be a child actor so relax a bit stop pretending yeah he's on a canadian show called degrassi it's like a high school show nice um (laughs) seeing the canadian biker grove (laughs) yeah i think in in a way yeah so when he talks about how i like he came up from nothing I remember we were in when I went to Canada to visit my family. Shout out all my Canadian family. We were being shown around Toronto, and there was like a really nice part of Toronto that we drove past or whatever. And that was where Drake grew up. And when you hear him sing about how like he, you know, got into sorts of trouble and didn't have much money or anything, seeing his house and hearing that story, you kind of think, is that true, Drake? Or, or are you just trying to put on? Um, you're trying to put on an act, which is fine because like rap. You know, in a lot of ways, is based off of that. I'm not sure. I think Biggie is in the list, and uh, you'll hear a lot of stories on that album. Uh, and you could misconstrue it as truth, but in actual fact, it is just um, rap has a cool way of having concept albums and like storylines in the albums. And uh, that's something I really like about rap. There's something that you know, like, doesn't get appreciated enough in rap music is the fact that. They can have full albums like Kendrick Lamar, where he has an album that's effectively a screenplay, like an audio book, like an like an audio movie or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm with you. And uh, yeah, so what was I talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, um, Drake talking about his life and being open about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. That is the best thing about rap, which is why it falls down when it's all about strippers and money. Yeah, which is why like, that's why some people think. Like when old people, like boomers, when they say rap's just talking about, you know, women and money and 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 gang violence and stuff, like yeah, that is an aspect of it, and but and I think there's some rap out there that does it in a way that sort of takes away from the kind of message that some rappers are talking about. Um, I remember having a friend back in the day. I'm still I'm still their friend. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame him, <laughs> but we were young and. <laughs> I was into I was getting into rap at the time and uh it was NWA and like Ice Cube and stuff like that and he said uh, it's funny how rappers will say in an interview that I'm not a gangster but then they'll go and sing a song called Fuck the Police and I had to point out to him like you know they're not just in that case they're not just making stuff up these guys that that was literally a a reaction to the place that they grew up in you know and police violence and it's not something that you from Burgess Hill, middle class kid, can ever really understand other than through what they're singing about. And maybe you can try and like belittle it by saying they're overly aggressive and maybe a bit vulgar. But if you actually listen to what they're saying, it comes from a place of serious truth. 
you know? Yeah, and if you're more offended by the language and the vulgarity than the injustices they're rapping about, that's part of the problem, I'd say. Yeah, that's a very, that's a very true thing you said there, man. But some people can't look past vulgar language and stuff, and I think it's a shame because, man, there's so much uh, realness in rap. And, and it's trying, it's like a whole different world that we from England, where we're born and raised, can't understand, you know. And, and the same happens to grime. You know, people try and put down grime and drill music as just super aggressive and stuff. But when you when you listen to the artists that aren't doing it to try and get famous, but the ones that are actually just doing it because it's an outlet for sort of any emotion and reaction to seeing their friends die and stuff and being poor. You know, when you listen to them, it just shows you a completely different world that you're not a part of. But then you can learn to sort of empathise with that and try and just stop being so ignorant. But it's the ignorant ones that say it's just... It's just aggressive music and uh, stuff like that. Um, but so that's my opinion there. Yeah, well says. And I won't add anything else because I don't want to undermine it. Thanks, dude. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but a really nice singing song from Drake here. What, this, that Marvin's one? Yeah, Marvin's Root, Marvin's Root. Yeah. Let's go back to Drake. And yeah, I like this one. This is one of the, this is one of the better ones. And another thing I like to do, fun little th- thing, is on YouTube, there's sort of a uh, thing happening, I don't know, or has happened, where people slow down songs slightly and add loads of reverb to it. And Marvin's Room, if you like, listener, go listen to that. It just gives it such a well-nice vibe, man. You can put it on late at night. Good listening experience. How does it sound when some of the ones that are already pretty slow? They don't slow it too much. They only slow it... Does it distort his voice at all? Um, Yeah, it slows his voice down, doesn't distort. It makes him sound a bit deeper. Yeah, cool. Okay, so the next song on the album is uh, it's just a Kendrick Lamar song, isn't it? Yeah, and the Drake song involved. Yeah, uh, it's called "Buried Alive" interludes. It's only two and a half minutes long. So you reckon Kendrick's still up and coming at this point? Yeah, he and yet and yet got a a full track on a pretty big names album. That's quite nice. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, he was coming up, but he I think he was he was you know pretty. Big, Everyone knew but... he was going to be the big thing. Yeah, I think he was getting there. You know, obviously. Um, Dre had signed him, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So I think, um, you know, he was coming, he was big, he's get, becoming a big deal. And, and then in 2012, after, because this album's obviously 2011, 2012, he'd released Good Kid Mad City, which was an album that got him a lot of um, notice. And even Drake was featured on that as well. So it's quite a good song in that, they're, they're together in. Uh, but this song is sort of Kendrick, it's pretty weird having just Kendrick Lamar on a track. And um, at first, it's kind of a bit weird how he does this stuttering thing. But once you get into Kendrick Lamar, you'll you'll see that he does a lot of um, different stuff with his vocals to sort of put across different characters, different emotions, kind of thing. Yeah, I was quite into that. I thought that worked really well. It's put it kind of put off a lot of people, I've noticed. But yeah, yeah, it, I was right with it. I think it's cool, and and especially in his album Damn, which is a dope album, he does so much different stuff with his vocals to sort of to do to. Uh, Kind of maybe different characters. He does it in Pimper Butterfly as well. This this whole episode has become a Kendrick Lamar fan fest for me. I think I've talked about him more than I think I've talked about Drake. <laughs> but it's a cool. It's a pretty cool. Um, so I'm just going to copy and paste it into our Lamar episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's a cool song about uh, the music industry. He's sort of Drake's, you know, trying uh, to meet up with him and his thoughts about the industry becoming famous and what it's sort of the what you'd lose in gaining fame um which is a theme kendrick is pretty into what do you think 
Well, like you said earlier, it's a life I just cannot relate to in any way. Yeah. I not understand all the individual words, but the meaning just goes straight over my head. But thanks to Genius, when I have the lyrics written down in front of me, I do have a lot more respect. I can see how it's just it's poetry. Yeah. And when, yeah, I have the meanings explained to me. Yeah. And the reference, some of the references, I just like, I just have no idea. You can't pick them up. Yeah. Sometimes. No. But sometimes they are. Fast. But they're so clever. Yeah. Yeah. Kendrick is is mad when it comes to like, mate. He's the goat. And that stands for greatest of all time. Proper wordsmith. Yeah. Wordsmith. And when you read it and read listen along and try and you know read the words in time with what he's saying, he he rhymes in such a interesting way and sometimes it's not even like a, a real rhyme it's like a half rhyme or like he rhymes just like yeah i don't know uh, he's, he's really smart i don't really know the how to describe it in a good way but i think it's really cool that drake gave him a full track just to sort of rap over and kendrick Lamar is the greatest of all time so um you want to do next song yeah let's do it. actually i like this song i will bump it but I don't know whether or not I actually have in actually thinking about it much to say about it other than just I think it's a good it's a good song. Sorry, what are you are you still talking about? Underground Kings, Underground Kings. Okay, we well, you, yeah. you didn't set that up. Oh, track eight, <laughs> track eight, Underground Kings. <laughs> God. Yeah, pretty much what I just said. It's decent. Yeah, it's decent. I I like it, and I want to say that I do like it. I don't want to skip over it, but at the same time, I don't have much to say about it. But I think Drake's flow is really good. I like his I like his flow. He literally. He literally says the line rapping and bitches four times. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> what, which, is, which is what people do when they're taking the piss out of rapping. Yeah, dude, for, sh- for sure. For sure. Yeah, not my favourite. I think we move swiftly on. Yeah, let's move swift. Okay. We're going to skip a few to song 12. Uh, cameras slash good ones go interlude dash medley. Yeah. Um, seven minutes, 15 seconds long. I'm not adverse to a long song. I didn't think you were a big fan. I like long songs only when um, they're like not good. boring. Yeah, when they're good, you know. Um, yeah, that's very well. And this one is this one is good. Yeah, I, I just what what what's cool about it is it's kind of like two tracks. Cameras, you got cameras, which is like the sort where you can pick that out because he says cameras a lot <laughs> in in the in the song. Uh, but the good ones go interlude is also quite nice and slows the vibe down, which I think is quite cool. What I like about it, I think, mainly is the fact that it's. Uh, it, I like the production in it. Again, I think that's really something that I like in all music. If it's produced well, I like it. Um, thinking about girls and money. Drake has those two things. Tom, you and I don't have those two things. <laughs> um, and it's another good one that you slow and reverb it. It is really quite a nice song. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's good if you without um having to edit it oh yeah 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 true <laughs> it makes it sound as if it's it's a song you that you can to... put on and like drive nice and uh, i like drake to drive to and this <laughs> one of your famous late night drives yeah late night drake drives i call them <laughs> um yeah i really like them and and this is one that you could add to that playlist and i have a nice slow drake playlist good tune um yeah yeah my next favorite number 13 but doing it wrong really nice tune and this is sad drake this is what this is the album cover he wrote this while <laughs> while you're talking about the album cover <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's him with a, a goblet um, <clears throat> some kind of weird bird statue and a candlestick 
yeah. all in gold, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and he's still yeah. looking dejected. That's just assume, Drake all is over. That him, is that him saying he's got all this stuff, but he's still not happy? That's it. That's what I'm picking up from it. That's what I'm picking up from it too. I think that would be a fair shout. That bird is the logo to OVO. Ah. It's an owl. Um, Yeah. Is Uh, it? Yeah. And you think about it, OVO makes an owl's face. (laughs) Oh, there's just, there's meaning everywhere. artistry, Yeah. All these hidden meanings. Yeah, exactly. Once you start looking into it, I think that's that's true probably with a lot of things really, isn't it? Once you start trying to break it down it's like all english teachers try to encourage you to do and you think why are we trying to figure out the meaning behind this poem and you have to work out whether we're reading too much into it or whether the artist actually meant that yeah but i think that's that's great art you know when it when it sort of makes content from itself like the artist just puts out a song and he's like whatever and then but then we've made it much deeper than he ever dreamt it of being you're welcome drake you know, where's my cut? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> this is a cool song. I like it. It's a slow, sad one. But did you know that that harmonica solo is your boy, Stevie Wonder? No, is it? Yeah, man. That's I only found cool. that out today. The outro, Stevie. That's that's why it sounds so good. Yeah. They were pals. They met up and were like, yo, we like each other. Let's, let's do something. And Stevie just came up, talented as, as heck fella. <laughs> Stevie Wonder's the coolest. Stevie Wonder's man, yeah, he's he's dope. And yeah, I mean that's, I like I like this song. I like I like how it's a completely different tone to a lot of the rest of this album. But then also it's got a mad feature that they didn't even like. Drake didn't even put that in his feature in Stevie Wonder. He just left that. Yeah, what's as that? A little about? sly little. I guess little Stevie didn't ask for it. You know? Yeah, a little Easter egg. I guess Stevie was like, you know, I have to credit me. It's, it's, well, he's been credited as harmonica on Genius, but I don't know if he didn't get any writing credits. But you know what? Shout out to Stevie. And I think it's a really nice song. Um, it is a good song. It's really mellow and chilled out. Yeah. See, this I could I could happily listen to this. And I, and Marvin's Room, Doing It Wrong, Cameras even. You know, you can stick them on and you can have a real nice time, real chill time. Um, but yeah, this, when it when it's added into some of his rapping stuff, I can tell, I can see why you might not like it. I can, I can, I can understand that. Um, and I think, the next one I'd like to talk about, look what you've done, is not dissimilar to doing it wrong in the mellow stakes. Yeah. So this was my favourite. This is, this is a really good one. Lyrically, it's definitely the best one. Yeah. It's the most honest, the most personal. Uh, For sure. He's singing to his, I think, one ex, but mostly his mum and his family. His, his uncle and his mum, I think, are the, are the big T. Mm-hmm. For just thanking them for everything they've done to get him where he is today. Yeah. Some particular lyrics that i like oh, i don't sound good when i read them out <laughs> read they, them, they read are them. good the uh you've got the operation you dreamed of and i finally sent you to rome yeah um about his mom who's apparently really ill and and yeah just with his talent and work got the money he needed to uh get her fixed up yeah and then said to rome as a little little bonus on top of that yeah she's living a life man nice little added bonus that is i really like this song too for those reasons yeah it's a it's a shower to his mum his uncle and at the end got a nice little clip from his grandma oh that's so nice and she's like she's a sweet little old lady i don't know if she's still kicking or what but um hopefully she is uh but yeah she's she's a cute little old lady being nice at the end there um she's a yeah nice love letter to his family which is yeah it's uh it's humbling for him i suppose just to remember where he came from and his uncle you know helps him a lot apparently reading through lyrics helped him you know was a was a father figure for him i guess he didn't his dad left he he really does get into that in later songs about 
his relationship with his dad. Um, but yeah, so it's nice. I really like it. Uh, the voicemail at the, the voicemail at the end was was a highlight for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Nice song. Um, well, how many more do you want to do? The ride and then call it a day. Well, actually, yeah, the ride was good. But the, yeah, the rest of these songs are a bit whack. Hell fucking right is fucking shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> Lil Wayne is annoying. His voice is annoying, <laughs> dude. Um, and then The Ride. I like the production on that one. It's nice and low key. I wrote The Weekend is Back. Sounded like he stood on some Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Which ends Hard hitting musical journalism there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is a nice track. And I like the production on it. It's, it's way more stripped back than the rest of his. And a lot of. Um, the stuff that came before it. And obviously we're skipping the motto because that's a bonus track and we don't do bonus tracks here. No. On this In, podcast. Uh, the ride, what does um, And Your Suit Is Oxblood mean? I think it's just the colour. I imagine it's just um, oh. just red. So this is the thing. You can never never know how many meanings are attached to it. Exactly. It's every line every line has so many double meanings and references. Yeah. Well, it's literally. Lost I mean, in the haze. Lyric, lyrical content wait until Kendrick comes on the scene I'm intimidated so yeah I mean there you go what's your favourite track Tom uh, look what you've done oh nice were you not listening man yeah but I don't know if that was your playlist track yeah no yeah, yeah it will be yeah I don't know if it represents the I think it does I think you split the album right down the middle as in that half of them are slowed down mellow tunes and the rest of them are pretty traditional yeah. rap Dude, that's that's Drake all over, and I think if you dip your toe into the rest of his stuff, you will find yourself probably liking half of the stuff he puts out. Um, especially, there's some good tracks on Views. That was a really good album. Another long one that might put you off, but there were some really good, really good tracks on that one. Uh, and of course, Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling is actually quite a cool song. Yeah, it's pretty productive, isn't it? It's worth about an album a year. Uh, well, like, What a Time to Be Alive, and if you're reading this, it's too late. They're technically mixtapes. Okay. Are they, what, what does that mean in this context? I think it's just that it's something that musicians um, put out mixtapes, so it's not technically an album, so it doesn't have the, the label doesn't have to put as much effort into into publicising it as much as they would an al- like a fully-fledged album. There's some sort of weird thing in the industry about album being more important, but a mixtape is basically just collection of tracks same with more life as well that's technically a mixtape but i think it's one of his stronger albums um but he just, it's not supposed to be it's not hasn't been cur- curated in the same way an album would yeah I get, yeah it's just a collection there's of music. no connection between the songs this is not intended to be judged as like a one piece of work it's like a single basically but with 18 songs on it yeah i guess so i think it's just like a cool project that they can put out and not worry you can you know you can put it out and not think too much about it maybe you know what I mean? but then because yeah. More Life, if you're looking at his tracks, his albums, was a better album than Scorpion. And Scorpion was technically a fully fledged album. But Scorpion's got fucking 25 songs on it, you know? And not all of them are that good. But More Life is a bit more trimmed back in comparison. It was only 22 songs. And it was a really good album, you know? And it was because it's a mixtape. It's just some weird sort of... Same with Dark Lane demo tapes he's released this year. Mixtape, but it's it's as long as an album could possibly want to be it's confusing <laughs> um and i don't know what the what the benefits of having it oh that one's only 14 songs john it's quite conservative then but it's still quite long 50 minutes if you can't say everything you want to say in 12 songs then pick a different medium write a book you reckon or just release two albums i guess but i think long albums can be good but 
when it, when it's a lot of filler is the issue. Yeah, I think overall pretty decent album. I'm I'm surprised it's on the top. I'm surprised Rolling Stone are giving any attention to someone like Drake. Uh, but here, here we are. They are and fair shout to them. Well, it is. Um, I don't think it's just them. I think it is considered to be a great album. I think. I mean, it's definitely Drake. He he's become since this album. He's become an unstoppable sort of force in music, isn't he? Like he's yeah. just releasing now. He just releases a track, and chances are it's going to become number one. Is it fair to say it's the pop side of him that's got him all of that? Not all of that. Sorry, that's a stupid thing to say. But is it the pop side of him that's got him quite as much play and publicity? Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, yeah. All. Of, I mean, yeah. His singles are all pretty radio friendly, aren't they? You don't hear him rapping too much, like he does on the album. Like, Hold on, we're going home. That's more of a singing song and start from the bottom. That's a rap song, but it's not. I don't know. I think everyone prefers his singing side. I bet he wants to rap. Good luck to him. Yeah. And you know what? He does it all right as well. He, it's not like he's bad. There's a lot of rumours about him having a ghostwriter, which is a, is a big no-no in the rap world. Oh, is, it? Okay. Uh, is that why Elton John could never be a rapper? That is <laughs> that is exactly why. Uh, has he got ghostwriters? I mean, a lot of pop stars do. Taylor Swift. Well, he doesn't write his lyrics. As, as people that she collaborates with, at least. Drake's got a new album coming out next year called Certified Lover Boy. And I think that's a great title. The Queen fan. Yeah, I guess so. I always say it's, it was another album that I needed to um, go on the Bonnie Bear detox afterwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know why I always go back to the Bonnie Bear album as my... Uh... Yeah, I can never get into Bonnie Bear. I think it's a bit too stark. You know, it's a bit too... It sounds... I don't know. It gives me a, a spooky vibe. There's not much going on. Do you know what I mean? No, not really. I thought you liked that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't know if... Minute, bon, not, not so much Bonnevere, though. I uh, I only found uh, his self-titled album because Japanese House said it was her favourite album. Oh, nice. And it was just at a time where she could do no wrong in my eyes and I just did do everything she asked, she asked including <laughs> watching her lockdown stream. Yes, that was good, man. I watched that too. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, man. She She's really good. It's one of the best gigs I've ever been to. Yeah, same. I wish I, I wish she kind of got up more in in the mix a bit more, but it was quite full up. Uh, it's not exactly a moshing kind of gig. Is it? No, but it would have been like it would have been nice to get. Yeah, yeah. I just like get I like getting a good view. You know, I don't have to mosh. I'm like you. You're a, you're an animal when it comes to moshing, eh? Um, do you want to play the game again? I don't have anything planned. I think we should play the game. Okay. I think we should do this for season one, and then we'll think of a new game to play. When season one over? Episode ten. Okay. All right. I'm good to go. Okay. Go on. You you ask me first. All right. So this is the game, viewers, um, listeners. Um, Tom, today, today's artist, I am giving you The Smiths. Mistakenly left out of the 100 Greatest Albums of all time. Yeah, surprisingly. Eh? But then again, Morrissey is a twat. Uh, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but it's a shame that the Smiths are like so attached don't judge, to Morrissey. Don't judge the Smiths on Morrissey. <laughs> Even Johnny Marr hates Morrissey. Yeah, anyone with, with half a brain hates Morrissey. Yeah. He's a massive prick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and people sort of great crooner. People sort of um, really held him in high regard for such a long time until he finally came out and was like, "Actually, yeah, I am a massive prick." Yeah. Um, well, he offered something different. Yeah, um, something a, for the lonely punk world. Yeah. Okay. So, Let's hear him. Smiths, top five songs. I would definitely say um, this charming man. 
Yeah. Correct. Um, I think... Hmm. Tricky. Got some hits. Yeah, got some hits. There's a light that will never go out. Yep, that's that's correct. Yeah, those, those two are bankers. That's number one, by the way. Um... Oh, I, I just got... Um, is it just called Please Let Me Get What I Want? No. Please... Yeah, I'll I give you that. All I've, got, all I've got stuck in my head is Please Please Me. That's, yeah, that's no, good. you're right. Please, please, please let me get what I want. That yeah. is correct. That's three. That was one of them, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. Good. Hmm. Would you have got them? Um, I wouldn't... I, I personally wouldn't consider the last two to be the top five no I wouldn't have got these I wouldn't have even got please let me get what I want to be fair I wouldn't really? have thought yeah. oh okay uh, panic nah uh, and I'll s- finish with the boy with a thorn in his side no it should be that's what I mean dude the, the ones you didn't get is how soon is now oh definitely I and that. big mouth strikes again uh, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, I should have got how soon is now. But yeah, Thorn in the Side should have been there. Where the fuck is that? That's not even in the top ten, dude. Fools. That's whack. Good job. Well, this three, out five. three is good. You're in, man. Okay. All right, give it to me. I think... Uh, Sock yeah, it you to me. Do, you might do well. Uh, your one is Beyonce. Oh, shit. Beyonce. All right. Uh, track... Okay, okay, okay. Well, Crazy in Love. Got to be there. Correct. That is in top five. All right. Then we've got... Who Runs the World, Girls? Yep, Run the World, Princess Girls. Two out of two. Um... Is Love on top there? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, baby. That's three. What about Irreplaceable? Oh, close, but no. Ah! I think that came in six. And then... It's got to be something from Lemonade, isn't it? That's one of the top ones I can't think of. One more. One more to win. Um, I don't know if it's called Sorry. Is it called Sorry? Um... I don't know. There's none in this list. Uh, all right. Well, that, would have been, that would have been my... I don't know. Does that count as a guess? If it's not even the, <laughs> it's not even the name of a song. <laughs> um, go on, have one more go. I'm feeling generous. This is New Year's Eve. Nice. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Beyonce. She's got something... She got... Um, XO? XO? No. Uh, no. Ah. No. Draw three all. Oh, decent. That's the first time we've drawn. Drawn. I'm pretty sure we drew in the first episodes. Oh, Halo, of course. Yeah, Halo's the big one. I wouldn't have got Perfect Duet. No, I didn't get that one. Formation. I should have got that. That's a, that's a dope tune. Ah. Nice. We, uh, we have a nice draw to head into 2021. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year to you. That won't make it in because, oh. as, as you've already said, we've already had an episode in New Year. But yeah, true. Either way, I just wanted to say it. Thanks. I'll say it again. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, too. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I'll speak to you again soon for episode seven. Yes. 
peace and love, man. Peace and love to yeah. you and Thanks, the world. Bye. Bye.